0: Is good my peoples good day good evening good night welcome to another edition of the green beige podcast as always that is aj he is the green i am ken i am the beach and we are here on halloween so a happy halloween to all of you out there who are trick or treating today hopefully we won't have any tricks but your spending time with us will be a treat and of course you know everyone well not everyone but lots of people today are out in their costumes so you know we're gonna we're gonna try to um to masquerade as two credible
1: podcast journalists. <laughs> yeah, how's it going, my brother? Doing well, sir. It's a cold, cold Halloween over here in Dallas, which is uh, um aside from the norm. But, you know, I like it, so it's good.
0: I would like you to good. define I would like you to define for the force what you're talking about when you call
1: it cold. This is nowhere near Mountain, mountain type of cold, cold here for right now, like a high of 50s. That is cold for Dallas at this point. That's, a, that's that, yeah. That's that's the chill for you, isn't it?
0: Well, we had a high today. I just did the conversion quickly, um, so that you could tell the folks, you know, that only dealing Celsius, our height today would have been 10 degrees. Um. The temperature right now
1: is 45. We had a high of 51. To be honest, it was about the same here. Maybe a few, give or take a few. I think it was like 55, but for the most part, it was like closer than what we were in the winter kind of vibe here. But it's about to go back to the 70s next week. Good old Dallas
0: yeah yeah i i mean i wish i could i could relate to that kind of temperature because (laughs) for us over here like we we just had a snowstorm over the weekend we had a a snowstorm that that came over the um over the rockies so that's why outside is a little colder now than usual Mm. but as i always say we here in colorado we exist in a game of thrones environment It's either winter is coming or winter is here and now that the snow has started winter we can expect there. to see some yeah we can expect to see some white walkers coming over <laughs> the mountains shortly so as they have mentioned when they had put together the the uh, little for this week's episode we we're supposed to have someone else joining us that is mr for himself, Mr. Adam Gris, from across the pond. What's going on, my brother? Welcome.
2: I under I under surveillance, so you know I keep it under the hood. You know. Thank you for having me. Green, beige, Posse, Big Hill. Yes. How y'all doing, man?
1: Everything is good, cool. Bro. Everything
0: is good. Actually, really a little bit cool. AJ complaining the cold? I, like I said, just know we had a snowstorm this weekend, so oh, hey, wow. cool.
2: yeah, well, you yeah, can see, you can see that, you know. Cold is the yeah. order the day right now.
0: Yeah, I see you there wearing the blanket, so that's that's how it goes. So that's let me true. see if we can get, let me see if we can get this thing warm up a little bit. So this. This week's episode is called training day i know lots of people that you know watch movies and probably follow mr desert washington you know back in 2001 he had a movie called training day so that's where i took this name from just you know changed up a little bit but it's not exactly working out the the same way for the people involved but i don't unfortunately this is where we gotta start today's episode because like I said you know there was a football game that i played this weekend well, up in Manchester. Over at Well Trafford. Where your Manchester United took on um the defending champions Manchester City. And it didn't go so well for you guys. Um so the question that he, I was asking because this week we're not gonna do our usual weekend recap. We, we got too many other things to talk about. So ain't got time to, to ask if this is cap or not, but I mean, you could, I know you would say this is cap because the question is Manchester, is Manchester Blue? Because, you know, they came into your place and beat you three So, as the Manchester United supporter here on the panel, how, how, how are you really feeling?
2: Yeah. So, you asking me how I feeling or you asking me if, if, if that's cap, if the statement Manchester is blue is cap?
0: I know that I you can sit at this cap, so we don't have to address
2: that part. We could just acknowledge no, that. Man, no man, no <laughs> man. And if you're missing it, people, this is Green Bay. This is one of the spots where I get a little, a little, a little, a little spongy, a little bunks, a little, a little <laughs> uh, 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 introduction to the podcast world. So check out my run every, every, almost daily, every week. You know, every day in the week. Twenty-three ten GMT, man on. I just rant about this. Manchester is red. The, the statement Manchester is blue is the biggest cap you could get. Listen, let me tell you something. 13 Premier Leagues to six or seven, is saying nothing. Three Champions Leagues to one, is saying nothing. Huh? Don't, don't, listen. The, the only thing they've got more than me of is the milk cut, the Worthington Cut. The carbon Cup, whatever you want to call it. The only think they got more me. Oh, oh, Manchester could be blue. Can I walk in my place and beat me three loves, Sandy? Let me tell you something. The Manchester Derby, I beat them 70 times. they only beat me 50. In the whole history of football, and we got 48 draws, Manchester can never be blue. Knowing that we've got that out of the way. Let me, you, let me just That's some statistics for the people mm. that feel. That Manchester Blue because these Joe Heat mirrors you now come with snappers. Carter got a little money in my stadium singing about Ten Hag is a clone and ten more years a glazer and and it might it might in the little so the, the little corner of the for and you ask me how I feeling how I feeling and we was getting beat three nil walk all over and we stay in the stadium and sing. With every note hurting, as them get beat, them stadium half empty. you want to Manchester? Listen, I feel stink. I feel stink. Let me look in my camera. Stink, Huh? <laughs> from top to bottom. Sheikh Jassim got everybody happy because he walk away from the shambles that is my club, Huh? And uh, 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 English, an uh, English culture, but here talking about the biggest club shouldn't be owned by no country. And, and, and we, I got to suffer 10 more years of glazerism. Huh? And 10 highly, like if he, like if he, he do he, he, he started to talk about how one tactics, left him Varane who fit, AJ is a Frenchman, the only thing good about Varane is he play for my club. Not that he's he from that country that you we again into that tonight. He, he, <laughs> with, with, tactics he left it Veramp on the bench playing hardcourt and, 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 and Scott and, and and Erickson, a midfielder that's playing a wheelchair against the big bad Rodri and De Bruyne. And he talking about tactics. Huh? I, I don't know if he if he had a if he had a if he smoked a bad blood, you know, he from Arsenal, he, he from. He from he from, from Holland, weed free out there. So if he, he's he hit a blackie or something this week. I ain't cussing my manager, but I don't know what he talking, where he seeing. Marcus Rashford benching, auntie he don't do nothing better but a whirlpool, world cycle, <laughs> he looking like he gonna turn out to be the worst signer in Manchester United history. Holland up front working, he sucks off, young striker can't get a shot off on goal. You want me to, listen, it's only nine minutes into this podcast, and you ask me how I'm feeling about, about <laughs> getting, getting washed off in my old place. Huh? The neighbors bung in my fridge, take up meat, sweets, <laughs> chocolate, drink, and go to the toilet, do a number one, a number two, a number three, vomit too, and they even had the, the, the audacity to flush the toilet and then go back home. And you ask me how I'm feeling? No, man. No, no, man. No, man. No, man. Dude, there are some way else. There are some way else. I am disgusted with my club. Disgusted with my club. Manchester United was like cones. All the cussing I do with Andre Onana, and I said it in my pod uh, the last night. All the cussing we do with Andre Onana, if not for Andre Onana, there's one 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 thing I'll end on. If not for Andre Onana on Sunday, we would have get beat twelve. That's a statement of fact. How uh, are we feeling?
0: Well, you have to understand. that. I cannot allow you to sit on that and brew with that all the way through, right? I needed you to be able to get that off your chest in the early. I am your friend, and that is what I'm here for. I want you to unburden your soul.
2: Let me so tell I mean, y'all something, let me tell y'all something in podcast world. My friends, are t- including this way. here, <laughs> one of my oldest friends, we know one another, running about barely four years old, at wrong church, I think, my friends messaging me with delight at the dismal state of the most loved club in the world, because guess what, United well. People can't starve you united supporters. It's okay, fine. So the moment we do it back, everybody just let me know.
1: Oh <laughs> my days! What?
2: So so
0: hey, so AJ, I can bring you in here now on a different question because obviously neither of us here for that red club in Manchester. So I'm sure that you didn't feel what Adam felt. I know, I didn't feel what Adam felt watching that game. However, there's a comment that has been publicized and reported to have come from Mr. Eric Ten Hag. And Adam made mention of it not too long ago where he talked about tactics. And Ten Hag said, and I quote, we will never, when somebody asks him a question about the style of play, at Manchester United versus what Ajax enjoyed. We will never play that football because those were different players. We are playing different football than I showed at Ajax because I have to because I can't play the same way. So when you hear a manager making a statement like that, AJ how does how does that make you feel when you especially understanding the context that is Manchester united
1: uh so the thing is right i generally i do not like to put too much stock in what these managers say to the media because i've had this discussion recently about arteta and him talking about the whole goalkeeping thing and then it was a whole big debate on ESPNFC. I don't know if you all had seen that segment when um between Shaka and Craig Burley, when mm. um Arteta said that he wished he could sub goal or not what but you know the, the mentioning of subbing goalkeepers during the game, like a regular yeah. player and that sort. and it caused a big furore. and obviously Shaka being a former goalkeeper was he was incensed by the comments and Craig Burley uh, Shaka's uh, uh, sensationalism. Anyhow, I, I, I really can't stand that show, but someone has shown me that um, that discussion. I have the same stance as Craig Burley during that. Like, it, it, um, we're going to judge him on what he's doing, not what he's saying. So he could say whatever, but the fact of the matter is Arsenal have their identity. We know what they're about. We know what they're playing. No. The difference with this and with Arteta and what Ten Hag is doing, and I didn't want to make this about Arsenal, but I was just drawing a reference because that is a very recent um, happening, right? The difference here is that <laughs> Ten Hag has to understand his situation. He's in a very precarious situation. Don't nobody want to hear that. Like He he could very well just be saying it, but it is the wrong time, and you are the wrong messenger messenger to convey that sort of message at this point in time. You have your the club has no identity, like forget that, if, even even forgetting the fact that this is arguably the biggest club in English football. Um, oh, he, he I thought you'd look up for on that one, but anyhow, even looking
2: at I, I by- nah, nah, said <laughs> nah. low for, for a reason for that one. Nah, I do mean- want you to hear someone else say that.
1: Uh, nah, nah I, I was baiting you though. But, but yeah, forget the fact that it's the biggest club in English football history, right? The, the, the fact of the matter is you are coaching a club and you have been in charge for long enough that this team should have some sort of identity, that you should know what they're about. Either they're defensively solid or they're an attack, attacking juggernaut or you, you keep in possession or something, something. We don't know what Manchester United does. And that's despicable. And at this point, to just make those comments, I, like how it made me feel as a football fan, I was like, "Bro, you can't be serious." As an Arsenal fan, I was, "Long may it continue." <laughs> I, I had to wear it with two hats, so that's where I'm at with it. I
2: got, I got so, most of that. When, 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 when can't finish, when can ready.
1: Go ahead, you can go ahead.
0: Alright, oh. well, I, I can jump I can jump in fast then and then I will let you you come forward because this is this is your manager that we're talking about here, right? So when I heard this and I I've seen this um in multiple forums over these last couple of days and and one of the sentiments that was being expressed in a lot of them by quite a few Manchester United supporters was that Ten Hag was hired by Manchester United because of the style of play that he had instituted at Ajax and the expectation that the fans especially would have had with him coming is that Manchester United with supposedly better players would be able to adopt the same playing style that Ajax had and do it more effectively and therefore be able to reach the heights that Ajax had done as well. Because you remember, his Ajax team won the Eredivisie. They did very well in the Champions League. And this is with a bunch of youngsters, players that, as we were saying, now come town. They're now getting to develop in their professional careers. So for him to make a statement like this now, especially with the amount of money that Manchester United has spent in his tenure Bringing in players that he would have wanted like an O'Nana, like an Anthony. You already had a Donny Van Der Beek who people thought that Ten Hag coming in. Donny Van Der Beek was his captain at Ajax. You will be able now to unlock him because all of the other managers that he's had at the club before have not been able to do so. And now you come out and you make a statement like this. Well... It kind of rubs people the wrong way. As you said, He is not the messenger for a message like this at a time like this. When the team is struggling because you're not playing the football that people thought you were going to play. The team does not play any particular kind of way. You, you don't know what you're going to get from them game in and game out. Is it, are they going to sit deep and absorb pressure? But that's usually not what big teams do, especially when they're playing against teams that you expect them to be able to take the game to. Are you going to be trying to dominate players down the flanks? Well, you don't do that because your wingers like to cut inside and shoot the ball. They don't like to cross the ball. Are you going to build the ball up through the middle? But when you look at the players that you have, like a Bruno Fernandez, that is your club captain, then... What are we really doing? So I can plug out here. I can allow my my Manchester United fan, my brother Adam, to yeah. respond because I am sure he has something to say about this.
2: No, I I am I am not prepared to give ten hype for licks for licks yet, um, for a multitude of reasons. Uh, and I can list some today. We are addressing this statement, no. Just like typical media, we will take a statement out of an excerpt, blast it, and it will have an, an, an effect out of context that was made in context. I'm not sure how many people watch or care to watch a Manchester United press conference or when it was said. But journalists also have the knack of beating, as AJ AJ just (laughs) trying to beat me, of beating me, especially managers, especially when managers in the hot seat or in a precarious position on a position that is generally felt uh, around the footballing world. Um, So to the current the current um, narrative around Manchester United is all oh, they don't have no stuff. We, we, we can't recognize we do, wait, what do they play. Cool. This is the same Manchester United that five months ago, the majority of mainstream media was, pla- was praising the same Eric High that they were praising for changing the attitude around the club and the club is on the up and this thing and the next thing. Let, let's not be fickle as as fickle as the mob is the same manchester united that arsenal have to look over their shoulders because they bottled the league and manchester united is coming because Erik N- eric ten Hag has this and that and this is the same united with pretty much the same players and no we don't have a stud that's point one point two united with these players have slipped again back into a reclusive mindset of counter-attacking football. A lot of people might not, again, because the narrative is, oh, they don't have this style. Really? United under Van Hal did it? Not Moyes. Moyes didn't know he doing a do it at all. So I come not say he. Van, under Van Hal, under under Jose, under Ole. And now under 10 hag Manchester United each and every single time started with a style um similar to what that manager liked, and then based on a number of, of, of things injuries in every single case, um, player disagreements, every single case, and 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 then pressure. From being the manchester united slip back into that counter-attacking or everybody gonna run at me so we can sit back and try to depend on an individual um, moment of brilliance or uh uh a counter-attacking style of play van ha de maria falcon you could, could call them jose pogba remember what i said injuries and disagreements of players Ole, same, same thing. So when Ten Hag, last season, started to adopt the playing out from the back, um, the the sternness of, of Martinez, who get cussed when he first come to and then turn into, oh, he's one of the singers this season, Casemiro, oh, he's passed it. Then he turned into one of the signs this season. Now all of a sudden, he's a stopgap. Casemiro, um, he passed it. Blah, We're going through a horrible patch because of a number of things, but I am I refuse to buy into this false narrative of oh Manchester United don't have a style. Now to finish that point, and thirdly, on and Ten Hag's actual statement, Ten Hag said, "We will never play." The way Ajax played, and followed what I did at Ajax, and followed it up by saying I had different players at different stages of their careers. But nobody gonna post that. Nobody gonna post that. That nigga hit as solid. That's not gonna hit as solid as you. No, I will never play the same way players as Ajax. What? Are you getting paid right now, and you did so well at Ajax. Why would you say that? He also then went on to say that a lot of players are not pulling their weight. This very same press conference, yeah? The very same press conference. But that can hit us hard, neither. So I am not going to paint Tan Haig yet, despite bringing in the Anthony, who is not getting anything out of. Bringing in the Onana, who start about as choppy as the waters off Alaska bringing in um uh, falling out with Sancho. Sancho fall. I, I I would say that I i waited to see he wrong South London. No worries, hell. I waited to see his but wrong south London always got a pretty thingy he, and he and anyway. Let me not out you, man You know what I mean? <laughs> but Marcus Rashford continually playing Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford is so entitled in my side. You know what I mean? May call for Bruno Fernandes to be dropped. I'm sorry, Bruno Fernandez is the is the man that has met the players, clap, the fans, very awful again. Paint. A lot of people don't like to to talk about that. They'd rather talk about the ringing moaning Bruno Fernandez when he again, he way on the bitch. And it's not that I like that either. You know? But my my team in indulgence. So everything negative right now, they shine bright like a demon.
1: So, so so, so, I hear you. I hear you. Those are all credible, valid points. My thing is this. I think you're giving Ten Hag a pass. And, and the thing, I don't like to do these comparisons, but I, I just want to draw from my experience because I was at the point, I, I will admit, I was at the point a few years ago where I was Arteta out. The reason was, in my opinion, I couldn't see what direction this club was heading It. Like I I can't I could not tell what, what like what the signings were supposed to be doing. There were a number, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Ken Ken should remember this. I don't, I, oh, I don't I, know if I you can. remember. Are you not upon, brother? Oh, no, and, and, I, and the, re- read read the read reason I say so, the reason I say so is because I know more. So I, I vented to other Arsenal veterans about this, but I'm not sure if I had done this in the chat, right? What well, I mean I mean specifically what I'm about to say. When I was, but well, you know how many of, of some of the earlier signings I cussed? I said from day one, William's deal was a bad deal. I said Cedric mm-hmm. was a bad deal, but I posted these on, I, I tweeted these out, and like, you know how much hate I get from Arsenal fans about these. I was like, oh. yeah. uh, mental, because you, you know how Twitter does be is, you like, oh, know, they you know just support the club. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but they are bad deals. I want these players to succeed, but they are bad deals. We had no business giving these long contracts to these well-ass men Anyhow, the, the, fact, the fact of the matter is, like, I was at the stage where I could not tell what direction it was. I don't, as soon as I, I realized, when Arteta started making the, the signings that we could say are his signings, when he became the actual manager, basically the, the bumper from being head coach, and I could tell that, all right, this is what he's trying to do, I was off for that hype about Arteta out. Oh, it's, it's not even about the results or anything, right? I'm saying this to say... I understand that United is going through a bad patch, but you see, I feel like a lot of those things that you just mentioned that are going bad. This is ten hard job to fix, buddy. It's ten. If players, oh, no if, if you're not no getting doubt. the best of the players, that's what you no are doubt. for as a manager. If you and the, no the, the, the thing about the, the comment about he had different players at different times of the career. Ages, yeah. It, what? Yeah, at different ages. Yeah, while that. hold some weight, I also think it's a cop-out from Ten Hag. Because you just bring in a number of young players, though. You brought in a number of young players. Now, not all of them are going to work out. I I kind of agree with you. There has to be something a bit more to that Sancho. scene. I don't think this is just Ten Hag. So, there has to be something a bit more to that Sancho thing. So, Sancho aside, if you're not getting the best out of Anthony, there's no way you're telling me that the club alone wanted Anthony and he didn't want Anthony. He ain't getting the best
2: out of No, no. He wanted Anthony. Right, no, no, right. no, no, nobody no, no, nobody can come and tell me he didn't want Anthony and he's a brazilian and i like anthony i i like i always did yeah. for i tell you 39 for one of my dutch club called when i like wanna like i asked there's a psv man in holland want to know that, so you know to about, about that. that's, I know,
1: that's. <laughs> I a very bad place it hurts my heart anyhow i I, I, I just i just believe that ten hard has to take a bit more culpability than you were giving him there, but I don't think it's the end of the world. Like I'll be honest with you, I've also said to some of my United veterans that were like some of my boys that work that United Faithful. I actually really like Harlan. I think he's going to be a decent right. You could tell, you could tell he's still
2: <laughs> you can see what he wants to do. Yeah,
1: yeah you, you can, you can, because even in that same game, there were times when if he had a better like Decision making in that final third, y'all could have had a few more opportunities.
2: The- I, I, I'll, give, I'll, give you what, I'll give you this. Mm-hmm. His youth. So even in that big game against City, his youth uh shone through because if he had he, it, it looks like he 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 right at the stage where he need five chances to put away one or two, you know what I mean? But he, he putting himself in that position, you know what I mean? So like but he doesn't have the support to, to like, I got, I got two wingers that don't walk across the ball. <laughs> I don't see what it goes away. they
1: do alternate wingers. But can <laughs> develop. I, I really believe so. I was never down on the signing, even when they all signed him. I was like, if you look at the way the man actually plays football, like you can tell that there is a budding good good enough striker in there. He does need yeah. the support and whatnot. His, his, the decision-making should come along with time, but... I, I'm 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 not wanting to give Ten Hag a couple, and the odd thing is when I was calling for Arteta, oh, Ten Hag is who I wanted to replace because of that eye accident. But y'all didn't make me alive, boy. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's amazing how some things tend to to work out, how they tend to fall into place. I mean, I I'll agree with AJ that There was that period of time where I too was very vehemently saying Arteta out because apparently it was not just him it was him and Edu We wanted both of them gone because apparently we could only sign um players that Kia, Juravcian was representing I we couldn't now. find anybody else
2: yeah
0: up. we couldn't find anybody else we we had him doing our entire scouting
2: so like but like Micaragos said stop blaming the upstairs Like, oh, Jimmy, stop blaming the upstairs. Like, if the upstairs don't got something to do with it, it has to. Look how how y'all had that change. That slick change. That change, yeah. Uh, And look at difference. See what I mean?
0: Yeah, because once once the, the club understands the sporting philosophy of the manager and they support him in the transfer market, then things should happen like it just said though i too believe that Hag saying what he said is a bit of a couple because it's not like if the club has not backed him with money it's not like if they've not gone out and gotten players that he wanted the team should look better than it does right now you have to fix it sir yeah. and you saying that this is i you know i'm a little bit hamstrung well that
2: ain't gonna fly
0: that's here that's at this good. point
2: Dang a flight, even not, not to think even the greatest Alex Ferguson when he got it wrong and, and we cuss him. And so you doing ignorance and what's not. He left to turn it wrong. But he is shot in the same players that he that he bought. You know what I mean? I mm-hmm. recent memory, Baby, David Bellion, them kind of men that oh, Gabriel Obertan. My God. You know what I mean? Like, okay, yeah, workout. Sorry, fella. Go ahead. But it's almost like if. Can hide try to will let me use Anthony will Anthony into listen. Nah, he, he's the and, and I'm not saying it. I'm 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 not saying it. I agree with you all. It, it's definitely his, his job to fix, brother. I can't disagree with you all there.
1: Like being a tactician is one thing, right? But you also need to be an actual leader of men, like off the field. That's why you just get the best out of these men. Like I, it it does not feel like these players are playing for Ten Hag. It feels like there's a disconnect. Like, yeah, there's a manager and players. It doesn't feel like there's one. Like y'all don't have seem to convey that sort of like. I I, I don't that road again. No, I don't. I'm just saying. I don't think so. And it, it, it looks it looked otherwise to you. It looked otherwise to
2: you. Four months ago, his substitutions were praised Truly, Ruth. Four months, See ya, players four months ago oh these players is this and that okay cool if you if i can't even i, I will fool to disagree and say my nah the players playing for ten high. Play for everything i get beat like this and, and the thing is it's just like we get beat. it's how we get beat they mm. like, met walking they're walking but we feel like
1: walking losing losing i'm saying here. that's the only thing i'm saying 2-0 at is 60 like, minutes and they're walking It's like, like your take
2: one step forward and took two steps back. Yeah. Man, hmm. I know how to fix it, but I'll, and it would not include sacking the high. Not, that, that's not me right now.
1: No. That's fair.
0: Alright, well, we, we will definitely give you an opportunity to elucidate that point. Probably in a couple of weeks, especially if your team is still not performing the way that you would like them. Still twelve. I mean we don't Adrian, I don't mind not seeing you in the top half of the table. Oh no we love that. Come on no. That is that mm-hmm. is that is that is what it is. We we would just hold that you don't end up being you know worse off than the dumpster fire that is Chelsea. So <laughs> now that we've talked about um the the Manchester um situation Don't want to call it a debacle. Um, Let's move on now to this NFL trade deadline. Because there was a lot that went on today. In the past, the NFL trade deadline used to come and go. And nobody seemed to know or care. Because nobody actually moved. Like You might see one or two players that might be just like depth pieces get shifted around. But over the last few years, this has changed. We have seen bigger and bigger names at least get rumored to be moving. And then this year, especially, we've seen some of, I guess, some more substantial names get shifted. By my count, there are 14 trades that were made, well, I guess you should say, relatively impactful trades that were made over these last, well, eight weeks of the season. Um, some notable names: Chase Young, former first-round pick of the Washington Commanders, he was traded to the San Francisco 49ers. Those 49ers also picked up Randy Gregory after Denver decided that he was um, no longer required. Mikael Hartman, he was with the Jets, and now he is back with the Kansas City Chiefs. Probably didn't like his contributions this weekend, but you know we we move on. Joshua Dobbs, the quarterback, he was the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals. He is now moved over to Minnesota because they lost their starting quarterback, Kirk Cousins, to a torn Achilles. So, I mean, there are others that don't want to spend the time just reading a whole list. So, AJ, which trade of these that we've seen um, consummated over these last couple of weeks, especially these last few hours, Do you believe it's going to be the most impactful?
2: I want to hear
1: this. (laughs) Uh, The most impactful... uh, Most impactful... Honestly, for me, it's on the defensive side. And... It was... uh, It's not even one, but it's two. The The Chase Young one, that surprised me not in the sense that I hold on, let me let me how do I want to put this? Okay. I wasn't I, I was it's almost like half and half kind of on the fence. Cause when he was treated, I'm like, alright, I, I, I don't feel like that's that has come out of the blue. Washington are really bad. Obviously they have a new owner and everything. So like this is the kind of thing that happens, right? Sometimes you just hit and rebuild. I think what had me in shock more so was where he got traded to. Like a co worker and I or like now, nah, well, it seems like the NFL will have to put blocks on the forty nine ers trading, like like similar to what they did years ago with the Lakers and, and blocking Chris Paul with the Lakers. Yeah, it feels like they're gonna have to do that because how are they? And you even said it in the chat, Ken. Like these men are just collecting defensive ends, like like the Infinity Stones, bro. How is this happening? I I I, I thought Chase Young would have ended up somewhere else, but. um To see him end up at the niners i think is going to be is is going to have an impact i am obviously he's come back from a a lengthy injury layoff don't know if he's he hasn't been his best this season but i still think he can add something especially in a team that defensively this year they have not been able to rush a passer as effectively as they did last year I, i i think he can he can add something there the other one that I would say it didn't surprise me at all because when I, uh, when I watched him playing, when I actually saw, there was a point in time I was watching the Packers play, and I saw, <laughs> I saw Rasul Douglas make a tackle, right? And I was like, yeah, this man wants to get traded. To. The Packers ain't going anywhere, and I can't see how they're keeping on keeping him, right? Lo and behold, he gets traded to Buffalo. I, I like this trade for Buffalo as well because of the fact that they have a lot of injuries. And on the defensive side as well, I I, I think I I highly highly rate those that was. so I think this is going to be impactful for them. I'm actually surprised that they didn't make a move offensively. If I don't, unless you will have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I can't remember them making yeah a move offensively or, or what have you. Um, yeah, I, I would like to see my guy the bounty traded, but you know the Raiders in and you'll know, give him that, that satisfaction yeah, right now. Yeah. But it's, it's those two for me, though. It's those two for me. Um, also, I I, I kind of want to add, I'm surprised that the Vikings did not try to get something for the new Hunter. That was the one I was... He was another player I was expecting to be traded. Um, so I was actually surprised that he's still with them, given how their season has and is continuing to grow. It. I don't know. I guess they feel like Josh Dobbs might help them or something. I don't know. But um, for me, it is... The moves of Rasul Douglas and um Chase Young that will be the most impactful.
0: Okay. What about you, Adam? Which trades jumped out to you? Which one do you believe is the most impactful? Which one was the biggest surprise?
2: See, see. You know, you know, you know me all time. It is always cast me and tell me, man, I don't give myself enough credit when it comes to the NFL. But I don't like I don't like when I got a similar to to Big J because you know what I mean. I want to come and different to show off little knowledge too, you know. What I mean? But I actually happen to agree with AJ, but for, for slightly different reasons. I think the and and to quote what you said, uh, Ken. One thing with the NFL, the NFL don't really get hyped like the NBA. You know, like that's my part So you know, like coming up to the trade deadline, the NBA's get real hype. Like even if a lot of moves in in projected or y- something. It's always possible or might jump off or it is just jump off in the NBA. The NFL is l- quite different. Um, as you all guys know, uh, 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 the NFL is more about off-season moves, big off-season uh, moves and so on and so forth. But I'm happy to see that teams that needed um, um, pieces because of injuries like the Minnesota, like the Buffalo, made moves for players that they would have needed that could possibly help them with maybe a run. Maybe a run. Especially since unfortunately Kirk Cousins, yeah, boys. My fantasy teams, you know, my fantasy teams in the NFL has been struggling anyhow. And they got Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and Lord have mercy, man go and master myself, you know? So um I I was I was surprised about that. Um but it was a happy surprise if that makes sense. Uh, but with the Niners, brother, I, 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 I cast you know, your mind's back a couple of seasons to when us believers in Thomas, um, were, was renting condos in Tampa. Um, you know, just so that, you know, they would collect a ring under the nose of my learned colleague, Ken's, um, since, since you know, everybody was making noise when Tampa was collecting a whole heap of money. Like my my memory of that in that, and y'all correct me if i wrong, if it's somehow different. Um, maybe collecting the running backs uh, and oh, oh, Tampa collecting all these old men, even when they had antonio Brown for that short stint. Okay, thing. The 49 forty niners seem to be filling the roster with nothing but gun gunpowder, and bombs over by dad. Because if the Niners don't win with the moves that they're making, the Niners want not disband from the NFL. Real talk. It's because to add and I got it right down here so in my notes. If I can if I if I may, sirs. Um oh they I lost the page. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh okay, here we go. Oh. So the the niners get chase, yeah. Trade for chase. Then the forty ers get or are reportedly supposed to get uh anyone well, they the wondering how you can fit with Nick. Yeah, because but that's a beautiful he- headache to, to have as far as I'm concerned because one or the other really, and truly, really, you know, I mean? either or is lashes that coming. But if if the 49ers with that with that team, yeah, and a record of. What's United's current record called? They just lost, I think the loss of the Bengals. um, Five and three. They just lost to the Bengals, right? Right.
0: Yeah, they just lost
2: three straight. Right. just lost three. Oh. Oh. So the five and three, after starting the season so hard, and get books quick, fast, and a hurry in them two, three games, and now make these moves. The night tell me, I want y'all to tell me why it is, or why the Niners wouldn't win. That would be my question. Now, that's my novice question. Why, with these moves now, after the start in the mid, even with the get with the losses, why the Niners wouldn't win? And I don't, I don't really like Niners, but I just say, am gonna excuse?
0: Well, the the challenge that they have is that they still are working with Mr. Irrelevant and quarterback who for as good as he has looked over the last however long, well, he had what, 16, 17 game win streak? He has come back to earth with quite the bump over these last three weeks, right? So that is number one. And number two, while their pass rush is really really good and they have a really good safety and um i don't remember how his name is pronounced right off the top um their corners are not that great because you can't pay your corners if you are probably allocating 60 percent of your cap to your defensive line so if guys are able to block then you have an They have, they can be got on the back end so those are things that they have to consider the acquisition of chase clearpool what it really does give them along with what they when they picked up randy gregory earlier it gives them the opportunity to not have nick bosa on the field all the time now we say- so that gives them an opportunity to, to to get a rest to take a blow every couple plays it also gives them the constant rotation you you never get a break because of the fact that you have so many pass rushers but you can still only do so much you can't put four pass rushers on your defensive line because when everybody's rushing is that when you're when everybody's flying going to the backfield then they they can easily then create holes for their rushes to get through, and then they are already at your second level. So, I believe that it will have an impact. Um, when I look at the trades and I look at the list of the names that have gone, I was surprised that Joshua Dobbs was the one that was picked up by Minnesota, but then I saw that Arizona, the courts said on Sunday, that. Well, right after the game, yeah, Dobbs is going to be our starter, and then came back on Monday and said, uh, "Sorry about that. I, you know, I was, I was speaking out of turn." So he decided that he was, he was done with Dobbs, and Dobbs would have been cheaper to pick up than Jameis. Jameis was the guy that was expected to be on the move, but then. Like I said, I didn't want Jamis gone because I like James. I not I wanted him necessarily to it's start. Too much, too, too much
2: turnover. It's too much turnover. He's a bakery man. He's a bakery.
0: Yeah, but I like Jameis. I like James. So if we had recapped we Jameis and I felt good about that. But, so, but can I get permission?
2: Can I just mention that? Sure. On the dogs, on the on the only dogs, point. Do you remember? I I asking you guys if y'all would think. Can't remember if it was on this platform or if it was when we were drafting in fantasy or whatever, if you all think that Kyler going to play this season, you remember when they asked that? I think the Arizona Cardinals just answered that question.
0: Well, yeah, for sure, because whoever the other quarterback is on the roster, that quarterback is not as good as Kyler Murray. So Kyler Murray is going to play. Yeah. He's it may not be this week, it may not be next week, but he is <laughs> going to play in some
2: week this, before the this season. Is this
0: yeah, for sure. So now, I don't know we're going to move this away for the gridiron to, to the place where you are most comfortable. Mm. This is the hardwood. And when we're talking about the hard stuff, we're talking about James Harden, oh my who got his wish to be moved from the um Philadelphia 76ers and now he is a member of the Los Angeles Clippers so this trade this trade was a big one because the 76ers they sent um, Hardin PJ Tucker and Philip Petrusive don't have a clue who he is Mm -hmm. to the Clippers from Marcus Morris Robert Covington Nick Batum KJ Martin as well as a um, 2028 unprotected first-round pick an additional first round pick from the Oklahoma City Thunder, two second round picks, and a 2029 pick swap. Which to me feels like a lot to give up for James Harden So when you look at this trade, well first you know that's let's, let's tackle it from winners and losers. Do you think that one team won the trade? over
2: the other no no simply because simply because of the james harden's disposition so simply because of james harden's disposition and his attitude towards the 76ers uh but then also um his deteriorating play okay who vexed me with that and his consistency with regard to uh, the ability to force his way of yet another team. I talked with that tonight on on one one. On. Um and then these 76ers really and truly having to uh give up also PJ Tucker. A lot of people can miss that. A lot of people can say well he's 38. PJ Tucker has proven himself to be a key piece especially in playoff runs. Um uh, so they also had to give up PJ Tucker and then they got they seem to have got a lot for it but they didn't get a lot of much is it, it looked like a lot but James Harden contract is huge of you know, people forget that too you got Daryl Morey and Fiji the whole buffet you know
0: 36.5 million dollars. my
2: God you know what I mean so I don't I don't I honestly can't call a winner and losing in that trade. Uh, for those reasons, that's the, if that's the first thing you ask. Um,
0: yeah, I, I, I'm like you. I don't, I don't see a winner either. I think the trade was pretty, pretty even. In terms of like what they wanted, they got. Yeah, and then some. Both of them. because yeah, because the um, the Sixers they said that they weren't moving in for less than two first. They got the two first, and then they got a whole heap of players on the back end as well that will be able to come in and give them some quality minutes immediately yep yep for the clippers when they 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 get Harden, we have to see how that fit works pj tucker as you said i mean if memory serves me correctly he played for the clippers before yeah i think so now he's going back there and they know they know him and they know what he gives so there's a lot of potential there for the two teams. So, now that we have, we, we, we talked about that a little bit there, right? I mean, Kirk, in the chat, he said the Clippers know how to do number two, pun intended.
2: Um, ah! When we look... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Oh. <laughs> because, it, even if you think about what, what Philadelphia got, Philadelphia gets Marcus Morris, solid bench player, Nicholas Batum, solid player, you know what I mean? So, Mm-hmm. I could put my support behind the Sixers again in making some noise in the East because everybody knows how I feel with James Harden. He must win nothing, nothing when it comes to NBA chip. No, he will win nothing. I know he going to the one team for sure that I will forever want to win nothing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I, I am there with you on that because everybody knows, similar to you, that I, I hold no love for James Harden in my heart. So him getting this move over to LA, well, fair play to him. He was able to get the move that he wanted. But I am surprised that teams are still willing to trade. For James Harden and bring him in, because okay, James Harden. He when he left OKC, he left there as a free agent, and he went to Houston. But then he threw his toys out of the pram to get out of Houston.
1: So he leaves Did there.
0: offer the a deal at OKC.
2: Yeah, he was offered a deal, but he, he just decided that you he wasn't. the, the best possible deal as a bench player ever, at the time ever in NBA history. A lot of people don't don't remember that taste. But go long carry on, my brother. Like it's Stephen A. carry on, my brother. But
0: but okay, so he had the offer on the table in OKC and he decided he didn't want that. He wanted his own situation because he no longer wanted to be in the shadow of a Kevin Durant, nor but for Russell Westbrook. So Dal Morey decides, well I'll bring you to Houston. Yeah, i you like you gonna play with no carry on my brother. <laughs> I'll give you the keys to the kingdom. Have the keys, and you come down to Houston, and you you can basically do whatever you want. And then he throws
2: his toys on the pram yeah. to get. He must that he played with in Houston too. Carry on, my brother. <laughs> so he, then he ends
0: up in Brooklyn. He he goes to Brooklyn. It is him Kevin Durant and uh, Kyrie Irving and. Well, they didn't do. They didn't make the mistake that the heels made when made when they had the press conference when they're talking about all the championships that they were expected to win. Thank God, but they were the, they were the presumptive favorites going into the season. I get,
2: and I then I get. Let let just so tell them myself that be hear in the ear, Uh young says murder them. <laughs>
0: there, you, there you go. And then that happens one season, and then the next season, well, Kyrie Irving decides that you know i want to be an activist more than a basketball player so i'm not turning up to work and then hardin says well really and truly i don't like it here so i'll throw the toys out the prom again and i'll get i'll get my move now to philadelphia because joel Embiid is the pre he's the best big man in the game and
2: me and Embiid." I gonna be the next Shaq and Kobe. And I then wish, he goes That that their words would a would a eat off with a eat off He tongue like 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 raw peroxide. Huh? Utter utter greatness out of his mouth and like compare himself to it. Huh? fat soup. Anyhow,
0: carry on my brother. So then he goes to Philadelphia and he and Embiid have colossal failures in the playoffs. <laughs> They play very well in the regular season. I can say and yeah, they yeah. disappear.
2: Yeah, I can say sergeant.
0: And then they disappear in the playoffs. Like they both join and be Singularly? Yes. More collectively. <laughs> yes, exactly. They they both just vanish when, when the, the let's get brightest. But then they get on a, in a press conference and talk about how but the two of us can't do it alone. Well, you you didn't do anything because everybody else had to do it because you didn't show up when they needed you the most. When Tobias,
2: when Tobias Harris and, and Tyrese Maxey are your two best players in the playoffs.
0: What did you in the do playoffs? You, what did you do? And this is and, and and this is with Joel. Sorry, MVP. M oh, B no. Joel
2: Embiid. No Ken, get me.
0: MVP, <laughs> MVP Joel Embiid because Joel Embiid. According to who he asked, was robbed of the MVP before because Nikola Jokic was not supposed to be MVP. It was Joel Embiid because Joel M B was doing all of this. And he was doing this and that and and and, and 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 so on and so forth. The Nikola Jokic you know,
2: averaged almost a triple double last season. That one, that that, Jokic one. that went all the way to the finals, washing the Lakers in the process. It average a triple-double in the set same point. That Nicole Jokic? That one? That Nikola Jokic. Mm-hmm. Every game of the season last year? That one? Mm-hmm. Um, so, somewhere else.
0: <laughs> so, 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 yeah. So, I mean, we, when we take a look at all of this, it's like, good luck to the Clippers <laughs> with James Harden. The, because, yes, they have Kawhi Leonard, who, if he stays fit, can still be a top 20 player in the NBA, if he stays fit. But we know that that is as unlikely as me opening these blinds and seeing the sun up at 7 or 8 p.m. (laughs) He also has a Russell Westbrook, who still makes questionable decisions this deep into his career. Um, we still have What's it? a Paul George. Oh, oh my goodness! Who, who hopefully, has now put his injury history behind him, and has been playing some pretty good basketball while he's been on the floor. But if you expect that Kawhi Leonard is going to be able to give you something in the second round of the playoffs after an 82-game season where he's only probably going to play about sixty
2: three yeah, But carry on, my
0: brother. <laughs> if, yeah, if you, if you think that you're going to get something from, from Kawhi in the second round of the playoffs, and you think that you're going to get better decision-making from Russell Westbrook in the second round of the playoffs, there's a reason why I'm sticking on the second round of the playoffs. And then you are going to... And then you are going to get from Paul George by himself Sacramento in the second round of the playoffs <laughs> to get, you know, to the Western Carver's finals, right? Because we know that if they get to a game five, six, or seven in the second round of the playoffs, James Harden is not going to show up. He might as well do like Kyrie Irving and just take the night off. That is how I feel when I look at this trade for the Clippers picking up James Harden in 2023.
2: That was phenomenal, brother. I feel that if it, listen, I want I want I want y'all to take out that one excerpt. You can even edit all my ablibs. Yeah? And <laughs> post the, the, the ESPN. and name it second round of the playoff special, because I did not even clock clock that. But when you started to mention it, I was like, "Yo, yeah, boy, all four of those stars is second round of the playoff specialists in game home, in game mm-hmm. home, and they play for the team that is second round playoff specialists." ain't going
0: never made the Western conference finals
2: so no.
0: we'll be talking about him
2: right and, and and yes Kawhi is a two-time champion two-time finals MVP um three-time champion two in San Antonio and in Toronto two, two, two in San Antonio you only got one in San Antonio uno uno we went by My apologies, sir he made the first twice. But Uno Uno is uh, and he get it because controversially, Los San Antonio fans feel like that should have been Manu. But because he uh, he uh, he happened to guard a certain fella that Gloria James born near 40 years ago, you know, they get Kawhi. Okay. But he is he making comparison to the current um uh, Los Angeles Clippers. That's yeah, all my subjectivity and all of my all of our um obvious hatred for them. Um my comparison to them is the nineteen ninety nine ball also got a game moment here now. Nineteen ninety nine Houston Rockets that subject to the lockout at the time at the at at, at the time of the that um NBA season, the nineteen ninety nine Houston Rockets were supposed to obliterate everybody simply because they signed a fellow called Scott Pippen, better known as the newest Michael Jordan hater. Um, they, he, they added Scottie Pippen to a team that four years prior had one with the Dream, the Glide, and some very, very key pieces like Kenny Jet Smith and so on and so forth. The dream was still there. Clay Drexel was in the midst of playing his swan song, song his, his last season. They had added Charles Barkley to that record time. And now they had Scottie Pippen. So they had a, a, a two-time finals MVP. Listen to the cover. good two-time final MVP. A man that had lost in the finals. Yeah? Charles Barkley and a league MVP. He was a league MVP. A man that... Was was a sh- on a shortlist of, of MVP and a six-time champ, and a man as a champ and was was always was touted as one of the best two guards in the league. Yeah, in in Clay Drexler, the Clippers currently have a two-time champ, two-time Finals MVP, two MVP players: the Russell Westbrook um, and James Harden. Yeah, men that get shortlist for that award multiple times as well, including Paul George who has been shortlisted for that award a couple of times. Once okay. See, I believe he might have gone on shortlist, but maybe like top five or whatever when he was in Indiana. Lots of days in Indiana. But don't matter. I liken this Clippers team to that Rockets team. And I feel they're going to phase out just as impressively or more impressively because just like that Rockets team, those stars were at the back end of their career, yeah? To which these these men all are all these men past 30, all yeah, all these men got injury, injury, injury history except Russell, really and truly. And Russell, like you said, got the decision making issues, you know what I'm saying? To which can't teach a new a old dog new tricks, especially now. Russell ain't changing for a boy, you could talk cheese. Russell telling people, Listen, I average a triple double when nobody say it, it can be done, and he do it four times. <laughs> so who could tell me anything different but how I, I am
1: who I am at
0: this point you,
2: just, you, you, you know what I mean so I am objectively very very intrigued about how it's going to work but I don't see nothing about failure in in that day happening
0: all right so I mean we've been here now Adam 65 minutes mm. unfortunately it just laptop has decided that it didn't want him hanging out with us anymore well, so he
2: well, yeah, well, he ended
0: up falling off
2: because they would have wanted to hear heart hard the score.
0: well hopefully next week we will have a chance that he can he can give us his philosophy
1: yeah.
0: where this this um, particular move has gone so as we wrap up today's episode You've made mention of Man On. Tell the folks again what Man On is, where they can find it, and when it happens.
2: Yeah, so Man On happens every day in the week, Monday to Monday to Thursday, I should say. Um, um I toyed with Sunday, so I, I had one on Sunday after that abysmal Manchester derby, derby, and it's a sports rant pod. So it is me ranting about the teams that I support. In various sports so everything from football to NFL to basketball to Formula one to a- any team or player I support or any any particular issue uh, or um, um, hot news topic regarding that sport may also be mentioned and it's random and it's held on Instagram live every Sunday to Thursday I should say at 2310 gmt so based on wherever you are in the world man on 2310 gmt 10 to 20 minutes come check me out instagram jean marc underscore maximus and um if you want to hit me up on on um, x formerly known as twitter philosopher 005
0: right and i've I've seen quite a few of the rants. They're always entertaining. So I will encourage you to check out Man On. He said 2310. I know at this point, because your clocks have changed and my clocks have not. There's six hours between us as opposed to the usual seven. So 2310, which is 1110 p.m., is 510 on the mountain top. So I'll just do the math for everybody else. That's 310 p.m. for you guys in Caribbean. That's 410 p.m for the force over by aj in the central time zone and for those that are an hour behind me then that's 210 pm when our class changes it's just an hour so <laughs> for those of you with us here on the green Beach podcast as always we thank you very much for your time and spending time with us we appreciate adam for coming through as well i know aj would have loved to be here Anything, at the end but it Couldn't work out that way because, you know, like I said, his laptop had other ideas. We encourage you to continue making your picks in the prime time Pick'em because there are Amazon gift cards at stake. We have prizes. We have prizes that we can send anywhere in the world that does not involve shipping. Like I said, this is a small operation. So we try to, you know, maintain costs as small as possible. But if you win the Pick'em, there is a gift card. If you are the runner-up for the pickem there's also a gift card obviously not as much as the winner but you still get you still get something that might probably you know help replace some of the funds that you will have spent at Christmas because this is going to come to an end at the end of the regular season so it will help your holiday shopping but at least it'll still give you something that you can use early in the new year we are found here on YouTube every Tuesday apologies for not being here last week life happened so we could not be here but we strive to be here every tuesday evening this uh, excuse me for at least no sorry for from next week it will be at 9 p.m in the caribbean 8 p.m eastern 7 p.m central 6 p.m in the mountain time zone and 5 p.m pacific um because for those of you who are paying attention the clocks are changing on sunday So, we are going to be falling back an hour. So, we invite you to still come with us. It will just be an hour later. As opposed to having us with your dinner, you can probably just watch us while you're sipping your coffee before bed. So, we thank you again for your time. We ask you to continue to like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the notification bell so that whenever we are on, you can see us and you can be with us so at this point in time i'm sitting on a green site aj for aj he's no longer here thank adam again i am ken for the green Base podcast and we will see you
2: next time peace out